whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Hey friends, Karen Pennington here, and the other day I had to deal with a bully. Not against me, (laughs) a fourth grade bully in one of the classes where I was teaching, and I'm losing my... This doesn't make me... There we go. Um, In one of the classes where I was teaching, and I'm still not sure whether I was effective or if I did it well or not. All I know is I got a lot more stern than I normally do. Let me try to briefly say it. I know we've all dealt with bullies, particularly in elementary school, right, and in grade school. Well, so one particular person, um, a young boy, had he'd been doing a good job all day, but he did something dumb. He took out his cell phone, hugely against the school rules, while he was supposed to be on the iPad doing school stuff, and he took out his cell phone, then he hit it, when he got caught, then he lied about it. So me being a substitute, was I wasn't sure what the school policy was, so I went over on the phone to call the principal to figure out how do I deal with this particular person who's normally a good kid, but he just, you know, broke a big rule. He's not even supposed to have his cell phone with him. Do I take it to the office or what? And uh, In the meantime, this other kid who had been getting in trouble all day for being in mischief started taunting this poor young boy talking about how much trouble he was going to get in and all the bad things that would happen to him and you know just being a, honestly a mean little kid and he just kept going until the little boy started crying and then when the little boy started crying this other kid this bully started laughing at him and kept going while I'm on the phone you know he's doing it behind my back now all day he's been taunting people behind my back and then they would speak up and I'd be like hey don't talk you know but somebody else in the class said hey stop it he's crying and so I went back you see this poor little kid in the corner who obviously feels bad that he made a mistake absolutely weeping at this point and this other kid laughing at him <laughs> I don't know what kind of mode I went to I don't know went to anti-bullying mama bear whatever but I'm like this is not gonna happen in a classroom I'm in so I got very stern. I raised my voice and I said what are you doing you know I, I was really like a mom who uses the first middle and last name of a child who's really in trouble and I said do you not understand what you're doing is bullying I do not understand that and and the kid looked at me and I said, that will not be tolerated here. You, we, do, we do not put other people down. We do not laugh at them when they're in pain. We do, and I'm like, really? And of course, <laughs> like the new principal comes right behind. So I look like this horrible person uh, because she's coming to deal with the kid and his phone. And, but then I, <laughs> so something wonderful, really not wonderful, horrible happened. So the bully starts crying. <laughs> The bully starts crying almost as hard as the person who he made cry. And I said, are you, are you crying because you were caught? Or are you crying because you, you did it? And he said, because I was caught. And I'm like, so you already care about him? So <laughs> I don't I, I don't know if I was a bully or not. I, I, I wasn't trying to be a bully. My point was, this is serious, and you need to stop laughing at someone else and thinking it's okay to laugh at someone's pain. Um, 
I have that strong justice meter, so it really makes me mad when injustice happens anyways. And I'm like, here's a kid. Maybe I can get him young. Maybe if I'm stern enough with him, he will understand this is not a funny thing. Nobody is happy, you know. So I went very stern. And so I softened a little because I said, you don't care about him. I care about him. I'm sorry. You know. <laughs> so the bully is often is the case. Let's, let's, let's be honest here. Um, when we bully others, it is not out of a place of strength. It is out of a place of some sort of insecurity in us that makes us feel like we can feel better by making other people feel worse. That's that's not a strength. Um, often it's a threatened thing. You know, this other kid had been doing really well, and this and, and the bull. I, I don't want to call him. I have to call him a bully just to identify him. But the truth is, he wasn't a bad kid. He made a bad decision. Um, he was a little mischievous. He hadn't been unkind to people it's just a little mischievous and so I had a talk with him we calmed him down I got him to you know I said I'm not mad at you this is a learning thing and then we had a conversation as a class about how sometimes when we're not careful we we can bully other people and not realize it but when we're not careful we can really hurt other people's feelings so first of all be careful about what we're saying secondly when we know that it happens let's not beat ourselves up but just learn learn from it and move forward and I think Often, sometimes people, you know, we say we hate bullying. and Even me right then, I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm intimidating this kid. Did, did I do that right? Did I, should I, should I have been intimidating him into doing something that's right? Should I be stern? Is it okay to be afraid of authority a little bit sometimes? Um, just to the fact that, okay, I'm going to do something right because I don't want to get in trouble with the authorities. Is it okay to move from that strength? I'm st- I, honest to goodness, I, I think I did the right thing. We, we were all okay. I was very embarrassed when the principal came up and heard me going because I don't usually yell. But, uh, but we do that. Sometimes we do that. Um, and we call ourselves good and we think we're good. And we, as Christians, call the name of the Lord. But then we sometimes do pretty bad stuff in the name of, I need to look strong for Jesus. You know, um, Let's look back to Jesus himself. People who were the authorities in the day, they were supposed to be the good people. And not just the Romans, who pretty much were hated by the Jews, at least they were disgusted with them and wanted them out, but the religious authorities, the Jews themselves, they were the very ones that should have been receiving Jesus, a person who they'd read all about in the scriptures. But instead, not from a place of strength, but from a place of insecurity and from a place of weakness and from a place of their own self-doubt, they annihilated him. They annihilated him. And I'm not even, let's even go another step. Let's look at the person who was bullied. Jesus was bullied. Jesus was bullied. The king of the universe was absolutely put down, dehumanized to the worst extent, falsely accused, and bullied. And what did he do? Hmm. Well, it says here, this is, uh, where on earth did I put that? I'm in one of those moods today, people. I'm oh, it's over here. <laughs> okay, it says here in Luke 22:63 to 65, the men who were holding Jesus in custody taunted him, while they beat him, beating and taunting. They blindfolded him and asked him repeatedly, "Prophesy, who hit you?" Insulting him, they said many other horrible things against him. Sounds like bullying to me. And not only like. This shouldn't have surprised them, right? 
this is this shouldn't have surprised people. They were expecting a certain kind of a king, a certain kind of a ruler to come, the Messiah to be this strong person who didn't take anything from anybody. But that's not what Scripture says. Isaiah 53. I mean, we're talking about hundreds, four or five hundred years before. Isaiah 53, starting verse 7 to verse 10, it says this about who their Savior would be. It said, He was oppressed and tormented, but didn't open his mouth. Like a lamb being brought to the slaughter, like a ewe silent before her shearers, he didn't open his mouth. Due to an unjust ruling, he was taken away, and his fate, who will think about it? He was eliminated from the land of the living, struck dead because of my people's rebellion. Worst kind of death because of what someone else did, and in fact, he was the only one who didn't do it. <laughs> his grave was among the wicked, his tomb with evildoers, though he had done no violence and had spoken nothing false. Here's the kicker. But the Lord wanted to crush him and to make him suffer. If his life is offered as restitution, he will see his offspring. He will enjoy long life. The Lord's plans will come to fruition through him. See, to some people, that first part would be a picture of weakness. Just like that poor little boy who had made the mistake and felt so bad about it and was just being taunted by this other kid, but he didn't say anything back. He didn't throw a fist. He didn't fight. He didn't defend himself. Now, don't get me wrong. I think there are times to defend ourselves. There's time to speak up for ourselves and others. But the interesting thing about Jesus is he had every right to speak up for himself. He had every power to bring about justice right at that point. And yet he didn't say a word. In fact, when he, when he did start talking to Pilate, Pilate seems to be feeling a little guilty about bringing him here. And he said, I couldn't even, you couldn't have even brought me here if I didn't let you. You know, he's like comforting the person who has life over death who could have just let him go and knew he should have and was feeling guilty about it. And he's comforting Pilate even. Comforting his oppressors, not speaking back, not fighting when he can. Friends, this isn't a picture of weakness. This is a picture of meekness. Which is strength. Meekness doesn't say we, can't, we don't have the power to fight. That's not what meekness is about. Meekness doesn't say we're just going to roll over and let whatever come after us. Meekness says I'm willing to suffer for the lesser thing because I'm going to choose a greater battle. You see, Jesus could have fought the sinners. He could have fought the bullies. Instead, he died for them. He could have fought the sinners, but he fought the sin. And because he was willing to be oppressed, lose in the world's sight, be bullied over the people who are under the power of sin. He beat sin. Because he was willing to bow to death, he beat death. Have we ever been called to that? Have we ever gone through something that we know, we know is wrong, is wrong, is wrong, is wrong? Oh, it eats me up inside. Something that's happening at work, Somebody who's calling you a liar when you're not. I'll tell you, I have only ever been fired once, and it was for doing my job. And I had, oh, it ate me up inside, and everything about the process was illegal. 
Um, I was cut off from people that were supposed to be advocating for me in a union. And I talked to some people who had worked at that company who said, yep, that's about what's right. That's what happens. Man, did I want to, and I didn't have peace for a month or two over it. I just wanted to go after them. I wanted to, everything I had, I mean, every bit of truth and evidence was on my side. And yet they were so powerful and it was, I mean, I had people tell me, I'm surprised you weren't fired early because I was doing too much work and it threatened people. Uh, oh man, did it hurt. And it happens. But ultimately I had to decide, do I want to maybe win a little bit of money against these people? Maybe or maybe not. Do I want to expose them to the world which people already knew what they were like? Or do I want peace and do I want to go for what God is calling me to do? Do I want to lose years and years and years of my life towards hard feelings and hardship and anger and critical spirit? Now sometimes God calls us to fight that battle. Sometimes he doesn't. And in that case he didn't. And I'll tell you what, I'm not rich right now. But I enjoy what I do. I enjoy my friends. And I don't have an ounce of that anger that was weighing me down or that critical spirit that was weighing me down. I'm able to pray for them. I'm able to leave them in God's hands. And at some point, God brings justice to people who live their lives for injustice. But that's not my prayer. My prayer is that God change their hearts. But if they, if they choose not to have their hearts changed, it's not, it's not my responsibility. To bring vengeance or justice or anything. That's God's. Even Jesus himself on the cross said, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. If Jesus can say that towards a bunch of religious people who should know better but get them killed, can I say that about somebody at work who just doesn't understand what they're doing? Somebody who's caught up in a corrupt system. Can I do that? Can you do that? <laughs> can we do that? And that's a challenge today. Lord Jesus, we want to fight for your justice. We want to fight for your way. Lord Jesus, help us to stand up boldly, to speak out for your name, to speak out for truth, to speak out from conviction as you call us to. And Lord Jesus, help us to know when the right thing to say is nothing. Help us to know when and how to use our words and our actions, Lord, because we do want to defend ourselves. We do want to uphold justice, but more than anything, we want to be witnesses to your name. So give us the discernment to know that today in all the big and small, whether it be someone cutting us off, is it really worth honking the horn? Or somebody doing something horrible and it happens, God. We just need your wisdom because sometimes it's hard, but you're good and we know that you'll give it to us when we ask according to your will within our relationship with you. In your name, amen. Be blessed, discern, and I promise you there's joy to find today no matter what crud you see on the outside. <laughs>